0: I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert.
1: I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to...
0: If you want to drop us a line, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website or you can email us at to Stuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2.
1: And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and rating help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide too, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone told us about them.
0: Do you work in an office? You work in an office now.
1: I do now. Yes. we
0: have gone from, from retail hell to working in an office. That's right. Um, what, what's the setup of your office? Do you have cubicles? Do you have, what do you have there?
1: We have some desks that create little clumps. Um, they have the opportunity for people to turn their back away from people. So that way we have that little sense of privacy. But again, they are put into little clusters. So you do have the the ability to talk to other people. But there's also not very many of us in at one time. So rather private, I feel, more than open.
0: That's good. Yeah. You know, back when I was thinking about, you know, getting getting a job, like getting a, like a grown-up job, uh, as opposed to just trying to muddle through being an actor. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about whether or not to work in an office or not. Mm-hmm. The thing that sort of made me the most concerned about working in an office was at the time I thought I'm going to be, I'm going to end up in cubicle hell. (laughs) Go
1: against the man, man. (laughs) I
0: thought there's nothing worse than being stuck in an office, sitting in a cubicle. But then I discovered that the way that things were going was that it wasn't cubicles anymore. I have never worked in an office that had cubicles. Oh, boy. It has been open concept ever since I started working in offices. An open concept is a particular kind of hell in an office. Because, you know, if you had a cubicle, maybe you had a cubicle made. But for the most part, it was just you and that person. You could shut out the rest of the world.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you were taking office uh, closed offices for granted.
0: <laughs> I was, and also I had watched the movie Office Space, and that's what I thought I was going to be heading into, but little did I know that Office Space was a little dated.
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh, I love that movie, but very dated.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. So, you know, uh, an open concept office is like, like there's always somebody around. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's a little pod, but nobody puts up if they if they have like partitions, those partitions never go up all the way anymore.
1: Like I wonder how we sound to extroverts. <laughs> you mean I just work out here in, in the open where everyone can see me? Everyone.
0: We probably sound <laughs> like babies to to extroverts. <laughs> You're like, oh when, when people can see you.
1: Oh, Oh, I have nothing to say to those people. <laughs> it's it's
0: it's more than just people seeing you. It's yeah. a complete lack of um, both privacy and focus. Yeah. Because for me, I find, and, and one of the things, I think it, uh, Susan Cain describes, um, one of the ways she describes introverts as being like high sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, And that means that like, it's easy to get overwhelmed in a crowded situation. And if you're in a large-ish office um, and people are on the phones or talking back and forth, it can be very much distracting and, in fact, a little bit overwhelming to be in an office where that's all happening all around you.
1: It's true. And also, it's hard to discuss that overstimulation because open concept offices are deemed to be the more progressive workspace. Yeah. It's a place where ideas are flowing. There's lots of communication. Uh, there's more accountability when you're out in the open. Uh, but I don't think that that's something that's taken into account for is that there are people that do work differently. They work at different speeds and they they have different methods of becoming more productive that sometimes being out in the public can get in the way of that
0: yeah i often think that the whole concept the whole open concept office has less to do although everybody talks about it being like oh it's more collaborative we can like talk about this we can like brainstorm better i i often think that it has more to do with making sure that um management can see what's on your computer screen mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to spy on the employees that way
1: oh for sure i think that that's absolutely it's a method of policing frankly I also find it that, well, from my opinion, it looks as though it does look trendy, but is it more so about saving you money because now you don't have to spend money on the resources, you know, for partitions, for all these individual desks and just being able to have a, a a visible amount of personal items at a desk that are yeah. considered distracting.
0: Well, you do find, I mean, it is, it is harder to make your desk yours when mm-hmm. there's nothing around to put stuff on. One of the things that a cubicle gave you was a place to pin pictures or to put up stuff to, to make your office, your, 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 your space, your desk space feel like yours.
1: That, that's right. So that you could have that cat poster of the hang in there, baby. Yes.
0: You know, everyone yes.
1: needs that poster.
0: Everybody needs their, their hang in there, baby. But. <laughs> You know, you, you often in a lot of, a lot of open office spaces, you don't have that. I know of, of a couple of startups in Toronto where they make it a habit to once every three months, everybody changes desks. Ew. So it's an open concept office. And then every three months, everybody goes to, is sort of assigned to a different area.
1: I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that at all.
0: No, because any any chance you had of of, of making your space yours, you're only ever going to make it yours in that it becomes is so that it's easy to pick up and move.
1: Yeah, it just it, it comes back to when we were doing the would you rather? Um, uh. yeah. <laughs> would you rather introduce yourself to a giant group of people for five minutes? Or would you rather get to know one, someone one on one? Yeah. It, yeah. No, I don't want to get to know people all over again. Like I, even if it's a small office and I may know you, I still don't want to have to readjust myself to sitting beside a new person. Yeah. I'd rather just get comfortable in my space. And this is, it's my space, damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's a really difficult thing to navigate. I mean, the whole idea of the open concept office, that whole, like the ideal of it, that it becomes, that communication becomes easier, that we can brainstorm and, and open mm-hmm. flow of of, of ideas that's a very extroverted idea.
1: It is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only only degree to which I get a, fee, a, a grasp of what it may feel like to be an open concept is just being on an open retail floor where I may have a place to hide behind like a big pile of jeans or something. <laughs> 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 or <laughs> it was a real method. It was a big pile.
0: It, ha- and it I- would have to be.
1: It, yeah. And I'm pretty short as it is. I'm only 5'2". <laughs> so, I mean, and also being in a management position, I could always just go ask somebody to do something far mm. away from me as possible, right?
0: But I mean, it sounds a little bit like the office that you're working in now is is actually an open concept office.
1: I think so. Yeah. And, and I mean, there there's some pretty extroverted people that do work there, but at the same token, I think all of us have this understanding that when someone's back is turned they don't want to be talked to so we mm. do have some pretty good uh pretty good signals to show whether or not we're interested in talking
0: that's all well and good i mean uh, in 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 my office when i need to have like head down time um i'll put in headphones-hmm but as we'll as we'll hear later uh, uh from some of our, our comments from the internet um headphones like in ear headphones earbuds don't are not quite enough
1: no it's true and there's a point that we bring up in uh, the internet side about that too
0: yeah absolutely yeah. because um i know when i put in ear but so, a couple of people in the office they have like wireless in-ear earbuds and so you can't actually tell that they're that they have them in
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so you you ask them a question and it, they actually seem like complete dicks until you realize they actually can't hear you <laughs>
1: Has because they've got like these you? hidden, these tiny
0: things hidden in their ears and you can't even see them until suddenly you're like, why is this dickhead ignoring me? And you realize, oh, they just they have noise, noise canceling your, phone, your earbuds in. That's great.
1: Oh, boy, was your face red. <laughs> it didn't happen to you, did it?
0: Uh, I was not wearing the in-ear earbuds. I was thinking the person was a dick. Yes, it did happen <laughs> to me. But Aww. in my defense, I'm not the only person that's happened to. It happens with alarming frequency with particular individuals.
1: I'm going to comfortably say that that's never happened to me.
0: <laughs> well, you're very fortunate then. You're, you don't work in an office where people put in the little ear in-ear earbuds that cancel out all the noise.
1: <laughs> that's very fair. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Oh, Phil.
0: But I mean, in terms of like, what, what did you imagine that, that that working in an office would be like?
1: I mean, I kind of had the same thing going on that, that you did. I mean, it. I don't want to be tied down to a desk. I want the freedom to be able to do whatever I want. But as I started growing up and becoming more aware of what I need, I actually really liked the idea of having my own office or being in an office situation where I had my own little cubicle because... I really, I hated group work. I needed to work by myself. I hated whenever we had to, you know, the teacher would create a new desk layout in, you know, high school and below. We, you know, had the fortunate of, uh, you know, post-secondary not offering that, which was good. But when I started to grow up, I realized how much I really wanted my own workspace. And even to this day, I don't have my own dedicated space um, save for work, but I really like the idea of working in the office.
0: So when you imagined working in an office, you, you kind of immediately went to, I get my own office. You went to corner office, Jess.
1: I, I think I hold myself to a high standard <laughs> that I would get a corner office.
0: You were like, <laughs> you were like, I'm going to go straight to management.
1: Heck yeah. See, that's dress for the job you want, not the job you have.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Do the managers where you work have offices?
1: Yes, they do, yeah oh, and they're all really good with keeping the doors open too open door just so we could come in and always ask for help. um we do have introverted management too
0: interesting our our management where i work they no nobody has an office, even the c e o does not have an office. They all submit themselves to the open concept of of the office
1: oh yeah, no my uh, my dad has a high management job he works open, open concept office and he likes it and doesn't like it. He says it does create a little bit more accountability, but at the same time, there's times where he's dealing with maybe sensitive subject matter and maybe a closed office would be beneficial. But I mean, that's why they have room rentals, right? Yeah. You know, you can rent out a room for the day or however time you need.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, one of the last places I worked in before this one, they were open concept except for management. Mm. It was like everybody else was open concept but management you guys got your own offices. <laughs> and I kind of appreciate the idea that that at the very least management um submits itself to the same layout as as everybody else.
1: Yeah, it does it does have this um if management I find is off and it's got that surveillance feel to it.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah,
1: especially where I work all the calls are recorded, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So that's where I feel, I don't know if they're in their office listening to me. I don't know if like in this moment, if I'm being listened to. So at least the open concept, you know, if they're got their headphones in, they're working on coaching stuff, but they're still, I don't know. Can we get rid of that policing feel to it with open concept?
0: I don't know if it's possible to get rid of that because I mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like, um, whenever you were in that kind of open concept office, that that that, it 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 does end up being not just management policing you, but uh, your fellow employees policing you. Mm-hmm. You feel like everybody is judging you. If you take a second out of your day and you go to Facebook, you're like, "What is everybody watching me go to Facebook now?"
1: Oh, yeah. No.
0: Like it's not okay that I have. A, I need a moment. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I worked in a call center, I hated that, you know, it was all open concept too, but our, our team leads were, were like across the room from us. And so you'd be having a phone call and you'd finish it. And then bef- right before you would take another call, suddenly they'd, they'd be like right beside you. They'd be like, Hey, can I talk about that call? And you're like, fuck.
1: Oh, I hate that. <laughs> you would be like, Oh, <laughs>
0: you play, you start playing it over in your brain. Oh my God. What did I do? Did I do well? Did I do what happened oh my god i can't remember oh. anything about that call
1: that nothing and nothing beats it when especially it's meant in the best intentions like the hey can i talk to you for some coaching you're like yeah. oh why would you say that out in the open yes now everyone knows <laughs> but i hate
0: i hate the because you know they when i worked in a call center they would say that they weren't going to use the word coaching oh and then they always use the word coaching
1: lies i know
0: it's like we're never we're not going to refer to it as coaching because it's not coaching it's not like you did anything wrong and then they'd be like hey we need some coaching on that call but you said you said why you guys suck why (laughs) i mean uh, i definitely felt like like i thought when i went into an office and once i started experiencing the open concept thing i was like oh why can't we have cubicles anymore?
1: I know. Like you start thinking about it, You're like, maybe it'll be really trendy. You know, you've, you've got like this, this nice big space. It's open, it's airy, but then you sit down in the desk for a minute and then it's suddenly the son of a, I miss, I miss walls.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I some miss walls. So Please can I have some walls? <laughs>
1: no, just a partition, half partition, whatever you've got Something. in the storage. Something
0: I'm always remembered because you know two movies that I thought about when I thought about working in an office. Number one, Office Space. Number two, The Matrix. Oh
1: yeah, because
0: cause Neo was working in a in a, uh, a, a gray cubicle farm, and I was so jealous of him. Once I started working in <laughs> in uh, in an open concept, I was like, man, I wish I was in that depressing Matrix.
1: Yeah, dang right. <laughs> and we're artists too. See? I know. Workspace comes in many different sizes and forms, people..
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Should we take to social? Let's take a look at social. Um Before we get into too much about head, uh, social, I do want to point out that the number one answer that everybody gave, and I'm not going to give them all was headphones.
1: Mm, yes.
0: We're gonna hear it a couple of times, but that was number the number one response was headphones. <laughs> Always say hi said take laptop, leave the office, and go to coffee shop or use noise-canceling headphones.
1: Okay, yep.
0: I do think that that um, the ability to take your computer, first off, it, it determines that the place that you work at gives you a laptop.
1: Yeah. And not
0: every place does. Mm-hmm. And that they are okay with you leaving the office to go and work in a coffee shop.
1: I don't know very many places that would do that.
0: There are very few, but again, it's, I think it depends on how closely they monitor everything that happened in that office.
1: Yeah. That's, I think that's it is I'm so used to being in an environment that's, that has the heavy surveillance that when you're at work, you need to be at work. Right. That I just, it's such a foreign concept to be able to say to my manager, Hey, listen, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Do you mind if I just go sit downstairs or go somewhere else and have a coffee and work?
0: that requires that your, your manager is, is cool with that. It yeah. requires that your manager understands that you are an introvert and you need to get away now and then, and not every office, especially be- many offices that implement an open concept that is an extroverted concept.
1: Yeah. And
0: so they, it, it becomes difficult for them to see that perhaps you might not work well in that situation. And so you have to be to be able to to say that you have to have the freedom to talk to your manager and say I need the time to get away and, and talk or, or sorry I need to get away and some quiet I need to go to to this coffee shop downstairs,
1: mm-hmm. and I think that's you know and that's another thing that probably we should point out is you should feel okay to be in that position to go talk to management or you know any any sort of administrative head and talk about your needs.
0: I think that you should be able to, but I, I think that there's a lot of offices where you don't.
1: Yeah. The, it's not a very welcome thing, right? No,
0: there are a lot of offices where the decision has been made. We work like this mm-hmm. and this is how we work. There are no questions asked about how we work because this is how we work.
1: Oh, and it's so sad. Yeah. I find, I find this is one of our first, one of our first episodes, I think where we're not sure if, talking about what you need is absolutely going to work.
0: Yeah. I wow. mean, you never really know when you ta- have to talk to your manager about something because you don't necessarily know if they're the kind of manager that will accept that you need something different than what they are prepared to give you.
1: Yeah. Oh boy. So finding your own tips that really work for you is so critical.
0: Yeah. Um. Emma suggests a lot of trips to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: But again, that doesn't work in a call center. No. Where they are, there they will monitor your not ready time.
1: And that's just it. I am very blessed. I work in a great call center department. Like it just you know, for our ticket sales, mm-hmm. I work in a fantastic space. We're okay to get up when we need to take a stretch, go for a little walk. Um, They make sure we take our breaks, get some tea, go to the bathroom. It's in a low pressure environment, which is great. That's good. But that's just it is I see that privilege and not everybody has that.
0: There are definitely a lot of call centers where you don't have that, where they Mm -hmm. are. If you get up to go to the washroom, you are not ready. You are not taking calls. Therefore, that is that is problematic and they will come to you with that stat.
1: No, and it shouldn't be treated any other way. Like if you're on a sales floor, it's a human right go to the bathroom. Even if it's just to go take a breather, you're entitled to do that.
0: Yeah. You would hope, but not every, (laughs) not every office works that way, unfortunately.
1: And the sad, and well, the hard part is, is that if you have social anxiety, how do you muster up the courage to do it?
0: Well, that's the thing. If you have Mm -hmm. social anxiety, you're not going to be able to go to your manager and say, I need to talk to you about, me needing to go to the washroom a lot,
1: yeah, <laughs> or my my mental, you know, just the mental needs that I have to take care of myself. I, yeah, you know, it can be a foreign concept in a work environment. It can. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Joanne says, headphones, not earbuds, noise canceling if possible, plenty of calming music for concentration to help you feel centered. I'm not really an introvert, but not necessarily an extrovert either. When I was still in an open space office, they kept me from losing my patience and my mind.
1: uh, yeah, again, call center's still not quite gonna work.
0: well, that's the thing is yeah. is in a call center, you're not gonna be able to listen to music, yeah. I think, I think in call centers, that's, that's where we like offices is one thing and call center is another.
1: It does. It feels like its own entity.
0: Yeah. When you work in a, in a, in an office, you have a little bit more freedom about what you can do and what you can put in your ears.
1: Mm -hmm. Are you allowed to use headphones where you work? Yes. Nice. Okay. That's good.
0: We, we definitely do because we're not, we don't get uh although we do take calls, we don't get a large volume of calls. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a lot easier to keep keep those those uh those headphones on hillary says i think i'd have more of an issue if my desk wasn't one of those massive reception desks i'm a shorter person so it's kind of like a fort
1: oh yeah hillary there you go
0: <laughs> she's got to figure it out
1: she's she does figure it out. good job
0: she's gonna hide behind that hide behind that massive desk so it's almost like a partition
1: there we go see that's what we need
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: See, I think open concept offices wouldn't be so bad if you could have the option of having a partition, at the very least, something, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But again, I I think that, that the people who are proponents of the the open concept office, they would say that that defeats the purpose. Ugh. Adding a partition defeats the purpose, and therefore, they wouldn't allow it.
1: Just, oh, Stop it with that attitude. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Such an eye roll.
0: <laughs> I know. Shall we talk about of uh, what we found on the internet?
1: Yes. So it's an overwhelming amount of articles because of how uh well revolutionary this is for North American offices, apparently. Mm. I Googled introverts and open, and without even finishing the search, concept offices was filled in automatically. It was like, it's just such a popular search. Apparently so. It it really was. Now, we're going to notice some tips uh, that are going to overlap with what we've already talked about, but medium.com had an article, The Complete Introvert's Guide to Surviving an Open Plan Office, and it it was a little incomplete, guys. There was a few Mm. things that we missed. But number five was make your space as creative as you can. Uh, This is, albeit hoping that we don't get reassigned our desks. (laughs) (laughs) Most workplaces, desks, or work environments will allow you some level of personal items nearby. Most importantly, they are reminders of your personal world and give you visual links with the people and places that you value the most. The positioning of personal reminders help us to stay connected with our inner selves from where we obtain and cultivate the most sustaining and real meaning. I I like it. I would.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's definitely something about needing to have something on your desk that is a connection with the world outside. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think it's important to be able to um, express some individuality in your workspace.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's very, it's like having just a little bonsai tree at your desk, just a little something you can connect with, you know, even potted plants or nice pictures, something to make it Mm homey. Same article, number seven. I'm a huge fan of this one. Type your thinking rather than staring at the ceiling, inviting an interruption. So a great favorite of mine is to use my laptop or work screen to type my thinking. People around me may think I'm constantly tapping away at a report, but sometimes I'm just trying to put my raw and very draft thoughts somewhere. The alternative is to look off into the distant fluorescent light. Unfortunately, that approach never works because it usually invites a question from someone nearby, thinking I'm available for a long convo. Uh. And it's very true. And personally, I'm one of those people that does write out how I feel. And, you know, you know, I'm upset with you when I've written out a letter. (laughs) It's like two two or three pages, double-sided. I'm upset. If Mm. I'm just typing away some thoughts, I just, I'm overwhelmed and I need to ground myself. So I I think that's a good idea.
0: It is a good idea. I don't do it very often. I'm more of a stare off and stare at the ceiling. That's kind of how I work through a problem. Phil, you're a writer. I know. Except that when I work through a problem, I'm thinking.
1: All right. Fair enough. Fair no,
0: enough. It's, I mean, and but, you know, that does open me up to people coming over and, and talking to me. Now, part of my job is answering those questions. Mm, so yeah. for me, um, although sometimes it will inter- interrupt my train of thought, part of my entire job description is answering questions from people. So um, right. I think even if I was typing away, somebody might still still come over. But um, I think. Yeah, if it, if it works for you, then typing is definitely a good way to to, 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 to do that.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, of course, introvertdeer.com, of course, had an article about it. Uh, they did write an article about why open concept offices are problematic, uh, but they did give five tips for ways to cope with this. One of of course was cut out the audible distraction. So they suggested the noise cancelling headphones mm-hmm. uh, because they absolutely equal do not bother.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and Phil I've heard you give me that advice when traveling uh traveling mm-hmm. on my honeymoon. Yeah. Yep. And sure enough it worked. Good. Um number 4 though was activate your other senses. So when the office audio levels seem deafening and you just cannot focus Try concentrating on one of your other senses. So grab your handy desk mug and fill it with your favorite work-appropriate drink. (laughs) Then take a moment to close your eyes and focus only on your sense of taste. Uh, The act of focusing on just one thing amidst the clamor can realign your thoughts, and when finished, will give you a nice little productivity boost. Hmm. As someone with anxiety, I really like that Hmm. idea. Yeah, exactly. Hmm, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I I like that. Just focusing on my taste. I have a stress ball that I carry in my bag. So even if I, I I'm not necessarily stressed, but when I just need some quiet time and I'm I'm forced into a conversation,
0: I squeeze the ball. Yeah, I've, a bunch of people where I work do have like fidget toys on their desk, whether it's a spinner or some other a fidget cube or whatever, just to to give them something to to move with to to yeah, kind of to, ground them. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, found another article. Of course, the busy signal. So we've we've kind of we've kind of given that hint throughout the episode, um, trying to give hints of showing that that you're just not ready for a conversation. Uh, there was a recent article in the Huffington Post from the Quiet Revolution, which suggests hanging a coat on a coat hanger next to your workspace to create a personal visual barrier, providing a little privacy from adjacent coworkers. We're not really sure if this is possible for everybody though. And it even goes on to say that explain to your coworkers they when they see your busy signal, they know that you're not available to participate in conversation, whether it's social or business related. Let them know you'd love to chat as soon as you're available, but then remember to remove your signal a few times a day so they know that you're not just rebuffing them. I I get I don't think that's possible though.
0: I I really I I can't see that in working in most of the offices that I worked in.
1: I I can't, and as someone with social anxiety, again, going to come right back to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable going to someone saying, "Hey, if you see this, don't talk to me."
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm not. And I'm not that bold. No, also, I think in a lot of offices that's not a welcome a welcome thing. Number one, once again, you get back to it defeating the purpose of the open concept. Mm-hmm. Also. I know, for example, in my office, let's say hanging a jacket like that, somebody would probably be like, you know, that's not where the jacket goes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We have a spot for that.
1: And then you have to awkwardly explain.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, this is my signal to leave me alone. Well, then you're trying to tell somebody that, <laughs> that you're not interested in playing along with the, uh, the open concept thing. Yeah. It's the, a combination of office culture needs to accept that. And I think few do. And you have to have, you can't, you have to have a a situation where you are comfortable going to people to explain what that means.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that it's just something that people really have to get to know you in the office to actually make it work. Yeah. Where they know, they they just know you by this point that they know that, you know, for me, if my back is turned, I don't, I don't get bothered. People know I just want quiet time. If I've got a book, if I've got something in my hand, we, we're all good with doing that. But if people don't know you, then they're just feeling you out at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Overwhelmingly, of course, though, in the with my Google search, almost every single one of the articles is talk to whoever you can about taking care of yourself. And I, we've said it's a great piece of advice for everything else in our conversations when it comes to being an introvert. But this one is just, if you don't have the the environment to do so it's probably safe to just figure out some coping mechanisms for this for this particular place in your life but if you do have that that manager that office administrator that can help make it work for you totally take advantage of it
0: absolutely and if you do have a a culture or a, a manager who 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 you can talk to about that then you are very fortunate Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of places I under, I know don't have that kind of, that kind of thing where, where the culture doesn't allow you or isn't friendly to like being able to say what you need. And this is like, like we, like you said, it's the one time that we may not be able to advocate for saying what you need in a space.
1: Mm -hmm. It can put you, I, I mean, if you're one, if, if you're still wondering why it could potentially put you in that awkward situation where you're made to feel guilty.
0: Absolutely and and where and where suddenly you might find during your one of your if you have one-on-ones or if you have a, a an annual review where suddenly they're talking about you not being a team player.
1: Mhm. Oh, it's terrible. Where
0: really you're just trying to let them know that you're an introvert and this doesn't work as well for you.
1: Oh, it's sad. It really is sad. Did we learn anything?
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think this might be the episode where it was just so much. Why the the loath the loath for the open concept? Really, I, I yeah, I don't think there's much to learn right now.
0: I don't either. I kind of wish that that the business world was not as in love with this idea of the one size fits all open concept office but it seems to be the way that things have been for about the last 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. um where we've just gone into we've gone from the cubicle which had its own was its own kind of hell to a completely open concept where you're expected to like just assimilate into this this open uh environment that might not work for the introverted uh, personality
1: mm mm-hmm. oh man Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, no I I, I I
0: wish i I think maybe over time as as introverts assert their introvertedness a little more mm-hmm. um as we talk about it a little more, not just us but everybody who is an introvert, making it you know making it so that being an introvert is not a bad thing
1: it's it, inclusivity correct. When, and that's, you could start something, start a positive conversation in your workplace about inclusivity.
0: Provided again, provided that, that you're able to, that you're able to, Yes. you know, not every office has an open, an open dialogue. I've worked at some where you can't, where it's just expected that you just go with the flow and nobody wants to hear about what you need. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish we had, I wish that we could say we've learned something other than headphones. Yeah. But headphones might be the answer here.
1: It, honestly, Phil and I are all saluting you. <laughs> we're, we're wishing <laughs> you the best of luck. If you've got stories or suggestions, you know where to find us. <laughs>